you know, if I gave you the easy button, y'all know the red easy button that you just pressed. He said, if I gave you the red easy button right now, what's stopping you right now from fully turning your life over to Christ? And if you could just push this easy button, you can see what God is doing in your life. And I was like, oh, snap. Like, <laughs> what? And he was like, if you just press this button and you fully dedicate your life to Christ, watch and see what God does in your life. I was like, all right. I did it. And he prayed with me. And that was like one of the deepest prayers I ever experienced in my life. And in that moment, I just was like, man, it's time to start changing. Welcome to a Christian podcast, the podcast where we have Christ-centered conversations. I'm your host, Kevin Wilson. Let's see how I want to start this one. All right, so it's July 4th. We're at the park. We're at Freedom Park. I got some guests with me. I'm going to let them introduce themselves real quick. Starting with my left. Uh, my name is Imani Alexander. My name is Nelly. I'm Kiara. My name is China. And I am Dexter Alexander. Smooth. The second. Hey, go ahead. Put the full government out there. <laughs> I know the government. Uh, so, yeah, I don't really have an agenda. I just, like, when people gather that believe in God, like, God gets glorified at the end of the day. So we're just going to talk. So I want to know, Nelly, I don't know where I'm going with this. The Lord just going to guide everything. Watch this. Watch this. Just watch it move. Um, How did you experience God for the first time? Or, like, how did you become a Christian? All right. So how did I become a Christian? You can hold it up a little bit more. Can you hear me now? Yeah. So it was, I believe, 2017 um, or 2018. Um, I was in a relationship that I was not supposed to be in. And um, I was going to church. I was going to the church that I kind of grew up in um, here. And I just really didn't feel like I was getting fed. Um, and so I would go visit. Um, I, I struggled with same-sex attraction. Um, and so my girlfriend at the time, she um, was inviting me to that particular church. Um, so I would go every once in a while and I felt that um, I was basically getting more fed there. Um, and I, the really thing, the only thing that was keeping me um, at the church that I grew up in was the fact that I was um, leading the girls' dance ministry. Um, so that was really that was really it. I didn't feel like I heard anything. I didn't feel like I um, there was any like transformation or anything there. Um, I just felt like it was routine. Um, so yeah, every single time that I went there, I felt like you know the Lord was speaking to me there. And um, so when I went there, um, I decided you know. That, that was going to be. I just felt this leading, like, um, to actually, like, just, just finally join that church. Um, so I went, and um, every once in a while, I would hear people say, like, God told me this, God told me that. And finally, like, I just heard it so many times, and finally, I was like, okay, everybody's saying, like, God is talking. I need to know what God's talking about. Like, Lord, what you saying to Talk me? Talking to me. Right. So I felt so stupid, but I Googled how to hear God's voice. And um, I felt, or I saw this uh, this YouTube video, and um, this really prominent speaker um, in the Christian community, um, she had this video on how to hear God's voice. And basically, one of the things that she was saying was that, um, you know, if you are in a crowded room and you somebody calls your name, you are going to know who that person is if you know, you have close proximity to that person. Like, let's say, um, you know, your husband, like, calls your name um, in a crowded room. You're going to know his voice from anybody else's because you spend time with him because um, you know him and things like that. So it's the same thing with God. Like, when you spend time with God, um, when you hear, when you practice hearing his voice and everything like that, when you read the word, you're learning him, you're learning his um, character and things like that. Um, so I decided, all right, I'm going to commit to reading my word every single day. Um, I'm going to commit to praying and everything like that. Um, and I felt just so much transformation in that. And then um, I think one of the beautiful things is that, you know, the Lord didn't call me necessarily out of that relationship, um, you know, before he decided to establish a relationship with me. Like it wasn't you need to clean yourself up first before you come to mm. me. Um you know, he was ready and available right there when I was, you know, making 
steps towards him. Um, so it wasn't until after I got to know him and got to know his character that I felt that the first thing, um, you know, that he told me to do was to let go of that relationship. Um, and so, yeah, that's how I kind of, my relationship with God started. And, um, you know, I did a lot of, uh, deliverance and, you know, just healing and things like that, uh, to figure out why I, you know, decided to live that lifestyle and um, just the things that happened, you know, in my childhood and everything like that, um, that led me down that road. But, um, but yeah, that's pretty much like how I came to Christ is, um, you know, that that's was good. Happened. So that's really good. Like, so I want to talk more about, I didn't know I have a direction. That's why I was just going step by step until would it make sense now. Um, I want to talk about the moment, like, or maybe not the exact moment, but the times that we, like, experience God for ourselves. Because it's one thing to grow up in a Christian household, grow up around Christians, you know, you live a Christian life, whole, li- lifestyle, cool. A lot of people call themselves Christians as if, as if it's, like, a identity. Like, you know, um, it's not, it's not like just being black or being white, it's it's a lifestyle. It's a uh, it's a commitment to Christ, and so um, I I realized when I was younger I didn't really have as much of a foundation for why I believed. I just believed because I my parents believed, church I went to believed. I was like, why do I believe? And so uh, if anybody wants to speak up on that, like what made you really believe in God? Like, yo, He's real. Um, I'll go first. So honestly, my first experience when I knew Christ for myself, like, or he showed me he's real, was honestly when I was eight. Um, and my appendix busted, and like I pretty much almost died. And um, I was rushed to the hospital. They had rushed me to a major hospital and things like that. And um, I remember being in this room where they had to keep trying to draw my blood, but my veins were too small. And I kept crying for my dad. Like, he was holding me, and he kept telling me, baby girl, there's nothing that I can do. There's nothing I can do. I'm sorry. We have we have to get this done. This is to help you. And I just still kept on screaming for him, but he kept reminding me, like, you know, we just have to get this done. Well, from me being raised in a church, I knew there was only one person to call on. So I started screaming, Jesus, please. And at that moment, everything stopped. Like, they stopped pricking me. Wow. Like, it was like um, I wasn't eating. I was start eating the next day. I wasn't able to walk. I started walking the next day. <laughs> like, it just everything just sw- switched. It was a whole, like, pivot, like, in my life right then and there. So, honestly, like, being a teenager, that was always my go-to story. And, I mean, I have my stories as adulthood, but to experience that at eight years old was a huge breakthrough for me yeah that's huge like because the one thing about god is and just our experiences nobody can take your experience away like you can try to read this scripture read that try to tell me that the bible's not right or try to tell me that god's not real but when you really experience god like when you see him move for real in your life you like there's nothing that you can't tell me when i like in that when i was in the hospital and i called on jesus like you can't tell me he wasn't real. Um, so that's why I think it's important for us to share our experience because he, he's he's so real. But um, there's so many things that the world tries to do to convince us that that's that we're wrong or that um, God isn't real or that we just be making stuff up. But, like, when you have that experience, it's unshakable. Um, the Bible says we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. So it's that, that story, that sharing of the story that's important. Um, Dex, yeah, I was say Dex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I would um, share like your encounter with God, or like more specifically for you. I feel like to ask, when did you decide to actually like commit? Because it's a, it's a, I believe in God commitment, and there's a, I'm, I'm committing to like my lifestyle is changing based on my belief in Christ. Oh man, that's a good question. Um, pretty loud. <laughs> no, I got you. I got you. Um, yeah, I think for me myself, um, the commitment piece came for me um, in my transition years out of college. 
Um, I think in college, I was trying to find my identity in so many different things um, in the world and in sports and in Greek life and grades and all these different things that the world was giving me a man needed to be. I was finding my identity in all those different things. And I thank God that along the way, he was placing different men in my life to show me what a godly man looked like. Um, I think my senior year of college, well, years before my senior year, I met um, a brother named Brian who loved Jesus Christ, like was, you know, all in and still to this day is all in for Jesus Christ. And he walked with me throughout my last couple of years of college to really show me what a man of God looked like, a man who loves his wife, looked what it looked like, a man, you know, who desired to, you know, lead other people to Christ and what that looked like. And I just always seen a different joy in his life. You know, I always seen a different happiness. And, you know, he was, you know, just always fooled. And I'm like, man, like, I'm in Greek life. I'm playing sports. I'm doing all these things. But every day I go home, I'm still empty. Like, what am I missing? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, if, you know, I had to come to terms, and I'll never forget one day, um, let's just be open, hot, and transparent. Yes, sir. Um, I came home from a step show, and uh, well, step practice. We had step practice, and Brian had called me uh, randomly out of the blue. He wasn't trying to. He was trying to call somebody else to meet up with somebody else. And it was like 1 in the morning. He was like, hey, bro, you coming to cookout? And I'm like, no, nah, I ain't coming to cookout. I just came from step practice. What am I coming to cookout for? He was like, oh, man, I – I called the wrong person. But he was like, since I called you, you might as well come on up to cookout. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to come up to cookout. So I end up going to cookout. And um, For and those that, that aren't from North Carolina, cookout, I realize <laughs> cookout ain't everywhere. Oh, cookout man. is a restaurant, that, a fast food restaurant that's open late in, in North Carolina. So They got everything. Got everything, yeah. You can get a <laughs> hot dog, corn dog with... Chicken nuggets and fries yeah, and everything. And a quesadilla and a yeah, burger on, it, on the side. Yeah, yeah, a everything. side burger. <laughs> with, a, with a wet smoothie or whatever. Uh, uh, yeah, you get everything. Ice cream, a yeah, shake. Yeah, everything. Yeah. One in the morning. Like, yeah. crazy. Yeah. But, yeah, I, um, I ended up going up to Cookie Out and meeting up with him. He had another guy with him. So we just sitting there, and he sat there and asked me that day. He was like, hey, man, um, I just got a question for you. He was like, you know, if I gave you the easy button, y'all know the red easy button that you just pressed. He said, if I gave you the red easy button right now, what's stopping you right now from fully turning your life over to Christ? And if you could just push this easy button, you can see what God is doing in your life. And I was like, oh, snap. Like, <laughs> what? And he was like, if you just press this button and you fully dedicate your life to Christ, watch and see what God does in your life. And I was like, all right. I did it. And he prayed with me. And that was like one of the deepest prayers I ever experienced in my life. And in that moment, I just was like, man, it's time to start changing. I ended up graduating um, a semester after that. And life got real hard after that. (laughs) It got real hard. Um, A lot of challenges came my way. Um, A lot of things that I used to do caught up with me. Um, But in in those times, I always, always remembered that moment when I was in the cookout. And I pressed the easy button. And it just made me think about, like, man, I want the same joy, you know, that Brian has experienced from God that, you know, God has for me. And in those moments, those hard times and those trying moments, that's always what I remembered. And every time God would show up and do beyond anything that I can ever imagine. And every time that just helped me grow in my, you know, relationship with him and my trust with him and just my love and desire for him. So, I mean, you know. It was a big turnaround for me experiencing those things in college and living in the world to really realizing, like, hey, God has called me out of this world to be, you know, a leader, a man of God, you know, a man of valor and all these different things that he's saying his word about me, you know, that I read that is my identity that he desires for me. And, man, it was, it's, it's, been, it's been amazing. That's good, bro. So this man called you. On accident. Yeah. <laughs> on accident. Yeah. But you know God is so good that he just be working everything together. So I think one thing that I want to touch on in that is that uh, it's so important to live a life that reflects Christ. Because, like, like, that man, he 
you wouldn't believe what he said if he didn't live a life that looked like Facts. Jesus, right? If he if he told you everything he told you, but then he was cheating on his wife, he was doing this, he was at the club every day. You like, how you telling me this? Right. And you don't it's important that we look like Jesus because how can we minister to people and try to tell them God is so great. God is so great. But it's like you look you look just like me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, and it was like Dex said, like he just had a joy about his life that I, that you wanted. And so it's 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 our responsibility to walk in joy, to walk in the fruits of the spirit so that people can see that there's a, a distinction between us. Like, why are you so different? Like, what, what, what is it about Dex and, and China like, that allows them to look different? Because anyway, at that point, like, it's just an easy button. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a redirection to like, oh, it's that easy. Like, now keep in mind, we still have to walk out our faith like like you said, you said it got hard after that. Um, but the decision itself is just as simple as making a button or pushing a button. So um, that's dope. Anybody want to jump in and share anything? I'll share. Yeah. Um, can you hear me? No. Keep talking. Hello, hello. There you go. Okay. Um, I don't know if this was still the question, like when you experience God. Is that still the question? It don't even. Really, we're, we just flowing. All right. Well, I do want to talk about it because I feel like I never shared it. Um, I've really since high school, I've struggled with like doing drugs. That's the truth. Um, I smoke like a lot of weed, like a lot. And um, for me, that was something that it was a vice and something that like I idolized. And even when I came to Christ, like Nellie was saying earlier, like, it's something, like, he did a change in me, so slowly, like, I didn't need it anymore, but when things would go wrong, like, that was where I would go. I would just, like, uh, well, it wouldn't hurt to just smoke one more time, you know, but then that one more time is, like, okay, let's do it again tomorrow, and then the next day, and then the next day, um, and it was really hard for me to get out of that cycle, out of that pattern, and I got it. I recently, or... During that time, I went, I got a job. You know, God blessed me with, like, a great job. And there was a girl that, um, a friend of mine that she became, and she was into witchcraft. You know, she was into witchcraft. She did the tarot cards and stuff like that. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's my testimony. Like, I'm going I'm to let her know about let her know about God. You know, I wanted to help her so bad. I started giving her rides to work. You know, anything I could do to, like, show the love of Christ. But then I realized that slowly... I was no longer walking my walk and showing her better, but I was falling into her ways. You know, I was I started smoking again because she smoked just as much as I used to. I'm like, dang, let's just do it. I was riding with her like every day. So I turned back from God. I backslid for probably like four months, you know, and that, like instead of spending time with him, I would spend time with her and I would just smoke for the rest of the afternoon after work. Um and I, of course, like, I'm still thinking about God in the back of my mind. Like, I know where I'm supposed to be. I know who I'm supposed to be talking to. I know who can help me. But it really felt like this pull, like, um, I heard you guys talking about condemnation earlier, you know, and I really felt like he's not going to want me anymore because I've turned away from him completely. Um, and there was this one day uh, I didn't want to get any more. I didn't want to get any more weed. I just... But my friend, that same girl, she she said, here, take this one. Like, I'll give it to you, like, for free, whatever. I'm like, okay. And I go um, somewhere in my neighborhood, and I just sit there, and I, I roll it up. And then um, I couldn't even watch any TikTok videos. Like, I really try to empty my mind of, like, anything that has to do with God when I'm doing this because I know, like, this is something that I shouldn't do. But I couldn't watch any TikTok videos. I couldn't listen to any music. Like, I couldn't do anything but think about him. Like, and what am I doing right now? I'm like, okay. So I set up my phone, and I'm like, I set up my phone, and I start recording myself. I start talking to myself because I'm like, like, I got to talk to somebody. I can't even think about anything else. And I'm I'm talking to myself, and I'm like, dang, I really wish there was somebody I could talk to about everything I'm going through. <laughs> and I just laugh to myself. I'm like, China, like, you're playing right now. You're playing and then I just start getting super emotional and I just start confessing. I'm like, Lord, like, where I've I've run away from you when you've been trying to 
you've been here the whole time. Like, I've been running from you. Like, Lord, please forgive me. Like, I don't know what's wrong with me. What am I doing? Why do I keep doing things that I don't want to do? I hate this. I hate being away from you. I hate not being in the word. What am I doing? Like, why do I continue to do this? And he's like, here, boys, read Romans 7. I'm like, I've already read that before. Like, what like, what am I reading this for, you know? I literally have my Bible app open about to pull that out. Yeah, go to Romans 7. Yeah. Super fire. Oh, my God. Yeah, here. He's the seventh pen. No, I'm like, you can go ahead and read the verse that Uh, I'm talking about. I know which one. I know you know which one. Okay. Uh, Romans 7, verse, I'll start at 18. For I know that good itself does not dwell in me, that is in my sinful nature. For I have the desire to do what is good, but I cannot carry it out. For I do not do the good I want to do, but the evil I do not want to do, this I keep on doing. Now, if I do what I do not want to do, it is no longer I who do it, but it is sin living in me that does it. Yeah, so I find this law at work. Although I want to do good, evil is right there with me. For in my inner being, I, I delight in God, God's law. But I see another law at me, at work in me, waging war against the law of my mind and making me a prisoner of the law of sin at work within me. Uh, you want me to stop there? Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. That's so, crazy, yes, though. that's exactly what I read. I'm like, at that point, I am bawling my eyes out. You know, I'm like, what do I do now? I'm like, help so wait, me. So, wait, wait, wait. Time out. Let's, let's backtrack. Are you in sure? that moment of confession and you crying out to God, you, you you heard Romans seven? Like yeah. how did you get there? No, I, I I literally heard read Romans seven. You know, so no, okay. can't even discount that. Like no, off the strength sure. of the strength of like, if you don't know, that's a very specific place. Like it's not even at the top of Romans seven. Right. It's it's in there. Like that ain't just like a regular John three sixteen right. or Genesis one. It's not a common scripture for God to have heard you heard your cry. And to, in return, have given you back the answer that you needed. Yeah. That in itself is I ain't want to cut you off. No, like, no, it's good wanna, because it's going to get even that. better, guys. It's going to get even better. Oh, snap. So, boom, I'm bawling my eyes out. I'm like, help me. Why am I continuing to do this? I need a way out. Then I'm like snotty nose. Like, I'm telling you, I'm seeing, I'm, I'm just seeing tears. And I drop my head, you know. But when I drop my head, it was like, I don't know if it was a vision or a trance. Y'all know the, what those uh, those VR headsets thing, yeah, you know, yeah. those and like, you know, when you put one of those on, like you're in a whole new place. It was like that. When I dropped my head, I promise, guys, it was Jesus on the cross, you know, and like I was in the in the virtual. I was there, you know, and I look and I'm like, am I? Is this real? Like, is this real? I look and, you know, the arms are nailed to the cross. You know, like, I see, like, a field. You know, I I, I was there, you know? And I, I guys, I, <laughs> I, I can't even explain, like, how that was able, like, to happen. You know, it's nothing but him. All glory to him. You know, he showed me, like, I am here. This is what I, I came here for. You know, you were, I didn't come here to condemn you. I came here to, to save you, you know? And that was perfect. Like, it was so amazing. Wow. I said... I, I, whatever was left of that blunt, I threw it away. I threw everything, any paraphernalia, it was gone. It was gone. It, yeah, guys, so good, right? That's so dope. <laughs> That's awesome. And like, man, yeah. hallelujah, hallelujah, <laughs> hallelujah. Now that's really dope for real. Um, yeah, there's type, there's like different types of visions. Like you can see a vision where it's like, it's like in your mind, it's an imagination, and then you can see a vision that's literally like your, you, what you see is this. This, the vision and like it's just that like a like a VR headset that was a perfect yeah. way to describe it. It's, it's called like open and closed visions. Jeez, um, <laughs> God is good, yo. Like regardless of where you at, he got he has a unique way of finding you. Like imagine all of us where we were. I mean, like he still found us. Like he found us. Like go ahead, share your yeah. Let's say, Ronda, go ahead. I have, I have one. I, my story is a little bit different, but I'll fast forward to when I was in college as well. I I'm a, real, one thing, because I, I want to say before you go, yeah. is like, even as you're listening or watching, it's not it's not to compare, right? There's some, like, sometimes we hear stuff that's like super dramatic or like in these some of these cases where it's like, man, like that's 
that's crazy. Like, you know, it, it, it might be more um, seemingly more uh, drastic or dramatic, but your story is your story. Um, and so I just don't want anybody to be wrestling like, man, I just, you know, I just decided to follow God one day. Like, that's just as powerful as any story that any of us could share. So sorry not to cut you off. Well, now that you say that, I'm going to start from the beginning. Um, <laughs> I'm just going to include the, the details. So I was actually born, um, nothing Nelly and my husband knows this, uh, Imani Muhammad, my parents were in, <clears throat> excuse me, we're in um, the Nation of Islam at the time, and my father was Sean X, very big, if you're familiar with like Malcolm X and the leaders in the nation, an X behind your name is like a rank kind of thing. So my father was Sean X at the time, and my mother, they were married and recently married and had me. So we were born into the, the nation, um, but my mother was, you know, raised in the church, all of this. This was like her rebellion, little move of like, you know what, I don't care, I'm going to follow this man, he's fine. Everyone, and, she, her, and I remember her telling me, like, she would say after we came back to Christ that everyone in this space just looked so pure. And everyone that she was around in church, just she had seen so much wickedness and deceit and betrayal and hurt. You know, and so it was hard for her to understand how that could be God's heart. So she was trying to figure out who who God really was because that, that couldn't have been right, you know. So she um, went through the mosque or whatever. Long story short, ended up finding out that that wasn't it either. <laughs> it was very empty. And she was like, you know, she told me this, of course, as an adult. You know, when I got inside, Iman, it was, it was very hollow is what she, she described it as. Like it, like literally what the Bible says, an image of godliness, but, but denying the power thereof. There was literally no power there. It was a lot of emotion, a lot of hurt from from generationally, you know, a lot of hurt in our community as African Americans. There's a lot of that there, but there wasn't it wasn't God. And so when she found that out and she had gotten pregnant, she said she prayed a prayer in the shower one day and just held her belly and was like, God, just reveal yourself to me and my child. I just don't want my daughter to not know you and have to be on the path that I'm on. So I was born into the nation, but at five years old, my parents divorced and she um kind of broke away from the nation, but didn't get any support from them at all, even though it was a very abusive relationship. They didn't care. They were like, we don't do divorce. We don't, you know, that's, Allah doesn't like that. And she was like, okay, I have, I have black eyes. I can't breathe. I'm going to die. And they didn't they didn't give her any support, any assistance, wow. anything. Um, so she left. She left. And we went back kind of with my grandparents. They took her back, you know, just to comfort her. Um, and I remember a few, for a few years, we were just at home on Sundays and I remember in those years, we would go to my grandma's house, and she had these Bible trivia cards. And, you know, grandma got the, the Bible set. So we're doing these Bible trivia cards, and I'm like, oh, I'm reading. And the things that I, I was a nerd. I liked school. I liked getting stuff right. So if I didn't know the answer, I would ask her, like, show me the answer to this. So she'd get the Bible out, and she'd show me the story from where this came from and where this came from. And that's kind of how I started learning stories in the Bible. Um, and I remember one night, it was it was Halloween, and it was, you know, we don't do that. We do Hallelujah Night. And my grandma took me to her Hallelujah Night at her Hallelujah church. Night. Hallelujah Night. Not Halloween. Trunk or treat. Okay, <laughs> trunk or treat. All right. So Hallelujah Night, we're in there in the little basement in the church, and we're doing, they had Bible trivia. And I was like, great, I want to play because I know the answer to this, like whatever. And so they were doing, I asked other questions. I was like, Mary and Joseph, ooh, Bethlehem, ooh, Calvary, ooh, like getting them all right. And they were like, they asked me at the end, there was a woman, I forget her name, but she was like, sweetie, are you, have you accepted Jesus Christ? And I, I told her I didn't know what that meant. And she was like, you just believe that Jesus is your Lord and Savior. And at this point I did, um, because I think through those stories, I just started to feel like I knew him because I can remember that moment, what my mind went to, and I was seven then. It went to the earliest encounter I can remember with God was I was three or four, and my parents were arguing, and I was really scared, and I hid like under the island in the house. And I remember I was talking to someone who comforted me, and I felt like that was the same person I had read in the stories. I kind of just connected the two over the years, and I was like, well, I don't think I have, but I believe what you're saying. And she led me to Christ that day um, through Bible trivia game. Again, not very, you know, dramatic, but it was so powerful when I look back because, I mean, we weren't, I specifically wasn't born into the church or born into that culture. That, that was specifically God sowing seeds as a child to get me to his heart. Um, so after that, I was on fire. I was like, I'm trying to get baptized, all this stuff, because my mother then had gone back to the church out of relationship, not out of religion. So I didn't grow up in a house where it was a very religious. After that point, she was very much so relationship-based. I mean, our house was, when I would hear my friends be like, they make us go to church and they make us do this. I just didn't have that experience growing up because when I saw my mom, transformed God really transformed her you know it was out of a pure heart that she saw God at this time um, for herself you know for her, her her daughter so 
Long story short, go to college, throw all that away. <laughs> I don't say I threw it all away, but the actions were not not connecting. And I remember one day, um, I started to kind of like what China was saying, getting farther away from God. And I remember I skipped church. I, I was having a lot of sex, getting drunk on the weekend, weekday, every day. <laughs> I just felt like, you know what, God isn't, isn't pleased with me. I'm not going to go to church. I'm not going to do anything because he don't like me right now because I'm acting up. And this was going on for like years at this time. And I saw eventually I stopped going to church. This is the first day I decided, I'm like, I'm not even going to go to church anymore because I just don't want to be around the feeling of feeling bad or whatever. And so I went to Walmart. And there's a man at Walmart. He, you know, he have the people who push the carts and things. He, I would always see him out there pushing the carts, but he didn't really speak. And he, he was just always like, kind of speaking gibberish, like, <laughs> like almost like crazy. And so I would usually try to stay away from him because I'm like, this man is, is scary, right? I'm like, I don't know what he got going on. But this one day, I seen him out there again. I'm like, mm, not today. I'm, I'm not having a good day. I'm just trying to get into the thing. So I seen him, and he actually started walking closer to me. And I was like, all right, he's going to attack me. Like, I need to make sure I got my pepper spray. And then he, like, said, God loves you, like, in clear English. Like, the clearest voice I've ever heard anyone speak, let alone that man. It was like, like I couldn't hear anything. He was like, God loves you. And I was like, okay. He was like, God bless you. I was like, okay. I'm going to keep walking. And then next thing I know, he was, like, right here. I'm like, I don't know how he got there. He was like, I said, God bless you. And I was like, thank you. And he was like, can I say something to you? And I was like, okay. And he put his right hand on my shoulder and his other hand on my head, and he began to pray. And it was like, it was a moment to, to, for me that I'll never forget because, first of all, this man, I've never heard him speak a word of English, saw him all the time, okay? never. So I was like, okay, at what point did you turn it on and off? He's speaking like, the tongues that whole time. Right, exactly. That, that might have been what, I'm like, there's, oh, there we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Let's scoot up. Everybody get the good laugh. You got to wait for it. Just wait for it. That's but um, it was it was beautiful, and I just remember that prayer. It wasn't very, um, I guess we would call it dramatic, but it was just pure. And, it, I, and the one thing I'll never forget is he was talking to God as if he knew him personally. Like mm. he was like, "God, do it for her. I know you can do it for her. You said you're gonna do it for her." It was like he was talking to him like like we're talking right now. Yeah. Like if someone told you they're gonna go get you, you know, some water, a water bottle at the cooler. Like do it. You said you're gonna do it. Like can you please do it? Like it was very. It wasn't like just if you want to, Lord. He was like, God, do it. Yeah. And then he was like, open your mouth and tell him that you receive it. I was like, boy, what? He said, like, open your mouth and say that you were tell him you receive it. And I was like, I receive it. <laughs> and he was praying. He was praying prayers of prayers over me, my family, my kid. I was in college. I didn't have no family kids. My parents, marriage. They are now married. They weren't even married. Uh, my mom, my stepdad. They weren't married at the time. He was prophesying and praying over all these things. And it was just so simple. Like, open your mouth. He would say something. He would say, open your mouth and tell God you receive it. And he was like, that's it. That's it. God loves you. God bless wow. you. And he walked off. Wow. <laughs> and I was sitting there in the parking lot sobbing, like, <laughs> you know, like, who was that? But I think that was that was crazy to me because that was the very moment that I skipped church because I was planning to like to really try to run away from God and yeah. what my tactic wow. was. And I was like, I don't have the strength to get it right. So since I can't get it right, let me just run. And God was like, No, you won't. You know. And actually, the rest of that day was also very very powerful for me. But um, it was what let me know. As an adult, for the first time, like there's really nothing that you can do to get away from me. Like I will always find you. Yeah. I know how to speak to you. I know how to get your attention. So um, and it also taught me in a pure way how to talk to him yeah. from a relationship, yeah. which I now can do because I've seen, you know, I've experienced that now. So, yeah. God is good, yo. Okay. Like, if you hear all these stories, because even though it's called a Christian podcast, it's listeners that that aren't Christians, and it's somebody like that's listening in and watching now, that's like, you kind of like, really, all of that, y'all probably set this up. Like, I literally, we didn't know what we was going to talk about. I pulled up, they was like, what are we talking about, Kevin? I'm like, I don't know. I literally asked Nelly the first question, and then we all just start sharing stories. And those that, like, I was about to say those that diligently seek and find them, but like, even more than that, like even if you ain't looking for him, he's 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 everywhere. Yeah. Like at a certain point, you have to start to admit to yourself that you are trying to reject him. Because yeah. we've all been—I—I I, I speak for myself at least. I've been at a place where, I, and I knew God at a young age, but it's still I'm like, nah, I don't want to do that right now. And so you know, you get caught up in that. But the reality of it is, nobody knows your time when your time is. You can't. Yeah. You can't, when you die, you can't, in this judgment day, 
uh, God, I was waiting until I got a little bit more mature to accept you. I was waiting until I got done doing what I wanted to do and having sex and doing drugs and stuff like that. I, I, I wanted I wanted to experience the fullness of life before, which if you if you really when you really start to walk in in Christ, you realize like that stuff wasn't that good. Like what you're like, oh. oh my it wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, yeah. Y'all can pick wanted, y'all mics up because y'all y'all talking, but y'all ain't nobody can do this. No, you could. I kind of wanted to touch on that if that's okay. Like, yeah. So, um, you know, when I started, like when I committed to like reading my Bible every day, like it was so crazy. Like literally the first day, I saw how there were all of these things. I can't even remember the topics right now, but like there were so many things that like even Christians like argue over, and um, you know, just people have different opinions about and everything like that. Um. But literally, if we take our time to, like, sit and actually see what the Lord says about these things, like, we'll see, you know, that the answers are there. Now, there, of course, are going to be answers that, you know, we're we're not going to have every single answer to every single thing. Um, But, you know, partnering with Holy Spirit, um, you know, as we're reading, you know, our word, he illuminates certain things and he gives you direction um, as you're reading it. And, um. Yeah, and so, like, when I was reading the Word and seeing, like, God's standard for our lives and, like, how, um, you know, homosexuality, um, you know, that lifestyle that I was living and, you know, just um, sex with guys and girls, like, um, you know, just lying and cheating and, you know, just all of these things, anger and so many things that I had in my heart, like, you know, when I saw that those things weren't right and I saw, like, how to actually live, um I just decided one day, like, I'm going to try it. Like, you know, I'm exploring this relationship with you, Lord. Like, um, and you say that you empower me. I'm learning that, you know, it's you who empowers me to do. I think um, it's Philippians 2.13, I believe, um, where uh, it says it's God who works in you to will and act according to his good purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so he's working in us to do these things. So I'm like, okay, Lord, I need you to help me with, you know, not having sex. I need you to help me with, you know, not you gotta know that word, Nelly. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Philippians 2, 13, for it is God who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purpose. Amen. Amen. Um, so, yeah, I was like, all right, like, obviously, you know, the things that I've been doing and the patterns that I've had myself in and living for myself, you know, the validation that I was seeking for myself and all of these things is not working. It's leading me into depression and things like that. Let me try it your way. And so when I did, I found peace. I found genuine love. I found light. I found all of these things. And it's like, you know, we focus so much. We're so so in our heads so much about so many different things. And I think it's good. I think God welcomes our questions and everything like that. Um, But sometimes we just have to taste and see that the Lord is good. And when we, he, his word never comes back to him void. And I think that's yeah. like, he's a man of his word. And mm-hmm. it's true when he says that. And just because it's not easy doesn't mean it's not right for you. Yeah, and I think that the world is just catching up on, um, you know, you see these things like uh, manifestation. And um, mm-hmm. one of the things that I keep hearing is like, um, you know how when people talk about uh, like controlling their, like not having sex um, to, so that they can put their energy into like creativity and stuff like that. Um, like that's like a thing now, like a practice or whatever. But it's like literally like it, this the the book the, the word is not just like this book of rules that you just do just because like God says so. Like he literally he has it all figured out. He has the back end figured out. But you know, it's you trusting him on the forefront, you know. Um I believe it's what like really, really helps you to sustain, you know. That, that that lifestyle, if that makes sense, you know. That's good. That's real good. One another thing. Dang, this is all good. I'm like, where do I pick at? Like, where do I? Imani, um, that I wanted to like from your story is like the the principle of learning the word. Even if you don't know you learning the word, like with the Bible trivia, with the cards and all that, like you had. You were depositing the word in you. Like you might not even have recognized it as that, yeah. or like, yeah. but you were getting the word of God in you. Yeah. And like the Bible says that faith comes by hearing, yeah. and hearing by the word of God. And like one, a pastor pointed out, Bill Johnson, he pointed it out that when I read it, it sounds like faith comes by hearing the word of God. Mm-hmm. He was like, no, faith comes by hearing 
hearing comes by the word of God. Mm-hmm. So you need to, the word of God even to be able to hear. Mm-hmm. And so I was good. like, wow. yeah. so like, I need the word of God even just to be able to hear. Right. Now, now that I hear, now I can have faith. So you, you, you had the word, now your ears were open. Then now you have a man who comes and finds you, which is evangelism. And he does his part, speaks to you, speaks that word to you. God bless you. And now that your whole life, you remember that moment to this day. You were how old? Seven? Eight? That, well, no, that moment happened when I was in college, but I, okay. the Bible trivia was when I was seven. Okay, yeah. got you. Yeah. So, but, but even then, like, together. yeah. Together. So, like, a yeah. piece, Bible trivia when you were young, <laughs> all the way to college, yeah. a random man in a, that don't speak <laughs> English. <laughs> I don't know what he was speaking about. I hope it was tongues. No, he, he might have been speaking the tongues. He knew God. I ain't worried about it. He knew God. Yeah, he was he tapped knew, in for sure. He was tapped in for sure. So, like, God is so good. Like, I hope if you listening, like, that's that's what you get from all this. Like, God is real. God is good. And you're like, well, he ain't done it for me. Ask him. Like, God, I've seen what you've done for others. Like, do it for me. It don't have to look exactly like their story, but show up in my life in a way that I know it's you. And, again, like, he's God, so... He's, he knows you better than you. He's gonna. He knows what will make you be attracted to him. He knows what will make you, what would get your attention, what would not. Because something that might get my attention might not get Dex's attention. He might. It might just be totally over his head because it don't entertain or his brain not wired that way. And so God knows how to get our attention specifically, uniquely, and in a way that it, that is clear. But it takes a willing heart. Yeah. Because if you if you approach God like. I'm going to ask you, but I really got this attitude like, this ain't real. I'm not going to believe it. Yeah. I'm not. If I never want to believe 2 plus 2 is, is 4, I'm not going to believe it. Right. You could say it all day. You could write it on the chalkboard. You could write it on the whiteboard. You could do whatever. You could put other equations around it to make it make sense. If I don't want to believe 2 plus 2 is 4, I won't. Yeah. We were just talking about that actually before we came on here, like how powerful the mind is and wow. how you can choose to believe something or not believe something and it won't be real for you like people make idols and we have i've had idols and things that we believe are actually in control of a circumstance or this and the fifth if we actually believe that that's the most important key to a situation we will treat it as such and so it becomes most important for us you know like the 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 faith piece is so we can put faith in, in anything Everything won't give you the result, you know. Everything yeah. won't produce, and some things even will produce for a moment, but will will right. fizzle out. Yeah. You know, only God can produce eternally, and 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 specifically what we really are needing. Um, but I think it's so good what you're saying. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, no. But I, like, I was it. That 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 part about our our minds really understanding that if we're choosing our if we're hardening our hearts and choosing not to believe, God is not a dictator where He will force your heart and bust it open. You right. Know? Yeah. He, he's not going to do that, and so. Even if you're curious and want to try and say, you know, let me just see. Try something small. You know, wow, I haven't seen my sister in a while. I hope there can be a way that we can connect this summer. God, if if you, if you love me like you say you do, can you help me see my sister this summer? You know, little things. like mm-hmm. like And things that aren't so consequential because he'll still honor that. I mean, he, I believe he still cares about those things. Um, and, and that will open doors to even more things. And the next thing you know, you're having faith for miracles. And, it, and it's a beautiful thing. But our minds... We get in our minds so much and things. They're, they're powerful, but when, yeah. when used to the glory of God, they're beautiful. When not, we can really get ourselves to believe some things that are just clearly not true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's real. Dex, you had something? You good? Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> yeah. And I, I mean, yeah, God is good. God Can is good. about, like, community, like, how, like, that plays a part. I feel like, like, with your story, like, how... Um, Brian, your uh, mentors, like how, you know, if he hadn't known Christ, you know, and exhibited his love to you, like you wouldn't have, you know, been drawn, you know, the way that the Lord used him. And then, you know, like even your mom, like her making the decision. With your mom, like making the decision to, you know, leave the, mm-hmm. the nation and, you know, like praying over her womb, yeah. you know, like yeah. all of that. Like I know with my, um, with my story, like, so after I started um, my journey, like, I knew that my grandmother was a minister. So, like, I called her and I was like, hey, like, I'm learning a little more about God. Like, um, I feel like he's drawing me into, like, actual relationship with him. Like, can you explain this to me? And it felt like, okay, so you guys know those movies, like the superhero movies where 
um, they, like, the kid, like, has superpowers, and then they start to, like, actually, like, the, the adults, like, oh. they start to see that they start yeah. exhibiting signs of their, you like know, raising superpowers. Dion. Like, yeah. <laughs> it literally felt like, like, when my grandmother started, like, discipling me and everything, mm-hmm. it felt like it was just this whole new world, like, wow. just opened up. Yeah. And, like, there were just all of these things that I just had no idea about, like, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but I know, like, in my story as well, like, just talking about community and, like, family and stuff like that, like, had my grandmother not even you know, had the tools and, like, the resources and the books and all of that that she gave me, you know, there are things that she's passed down to me that I've passed down to other people, you know, that I've mentored and stuff like that, like, you know, or just shared with, you know, my friends and stuff. So, yeah, like, have you guys, like, had, like, other people in your life, you know, to help you out with that, like, in your journey and stuff like that? I mean, of course, for me, like, I was raised in the church, like, I remember having to go to church Sunday morning and Sunday afternoon. <laughs> so, I mean, it was already instilled in me. Um, but my mother, she, you know, she was real big into church even as a young, at a young age. Like, she tells me stories about when she was a teenager. Like, my mom was the one who waited till marriage to have sex. Like, so she always was, like, in the church. So she always instilled stuff into me. Um, so, yeah. I mean, my yeah. grandparents, like, I honestly have a lot of mentors in my life that has passed things down to me because like i said i was raising it yeah yeah i think like christian community is super important and god it's funny because like we started the episode and it went to towards like sharing our stories and i was like dang i wonder we should have talked about community in the middle of it like uh but I was like, I ain't want to like sidetrack the whole thing, but first panelist, right? First one up here. Yeah, he he really was here before. <laughs> so, yeah, Christian community is important. Um, that's how I really began began to like walk in my relationship with God. Like, I knew God at a young age. I grew up in the church, always there every week, you know, every Sunday. <laughs> but I was just, you know, doing my thing, doing what I wanted to do, living how I wanted to live. And it wasn't until, like, my sophomore year of college where I met a group of believers that were my age, well, a little bit older, but, like, similar to my age. Um, we all went to the same school, and we just began to do life together. And, like, through that, it's like, dang, this is dope. Like, they not corny. Because sometimes you think of, like, yeah. when you, especially when you're young, you think of, like, Christian. Christians like corny, boring, lame, just want to sit around and read the scripture. Every, that's all they want to do. It's like, yeah, like, hey, this is boring. Sleep in church. Yeah. Like, I didn't, I'm like, I didn't want that. But I'm like, yo, they really cool. Like, they actually have fun. They know how to have, that's the other thing. Like, they have fun. I used to think it's just boring because um, I didn't really have much Christian community growing up. Like, even the guys at my church when I was younger, they weren't really active um and i never had like um i never was like discipled really um and so having that group was like i could really do this and not only i can but like i enjoy it yeah and and then that's when i really begin to just tap in and start reading my bible daily and start to worship and pray and it's like oh this is real like mm-hmm. this guy really out here right. i mean i knew i knew it but it's like when you know him for yourself and um God is the word. So even like as a kid, you were learning the word. So you were learning God. Yeah. And you might not have processed it that way, but in the beginning was the word and the word was God. It was with God and the word was God. So there's no separation between the Bible and God. And so when we approach it that way, it's like, I'm reading you, Lord. Like I'm reading you. I'm not just reading a book on a, a page in a book. I'm I'm learning the Almighty God. I'm learning who He is. I'm learning His ways, His thoughts. I'm like you approach it differently. You're like, why is why did you do this? And not from a way of like judgment, but it's just like, how can I learn learn you? Um, so for me, just having a group of people that's like, dang, it's, it's Acts chapter two when it says they they had everything in common. They ate together. They shared their money with the with the people that had need. They they broke bread every day. Um, and they had everything in common is what it says. And, and so because of that, more were added to their number. And so yeah. when we walk in community, it's like, dang, there's like a, it's almost like I imagine everybody walk like a dark room and it's like a beam of light that surrounds this group of people. Wow. And it's like, even if you ain't trying to pay attention, you have to see it. Cause it's like, 
yeah. it's just this light in this mm-hmm. dark room. And it's like, what is that? Like, what is it about? It's like everybody just follows it yeah. uh, because they're in darkness. And at the end of the day, we might not know what we need. We might not know that we need God, but we know this world is, is a dark place. We know this world is full of darkness. And at the end of the day, we're all just um, seeking the light. It reminds me of that. Uh, I think it was in Nemo, but it's that fish, the angler fish yeah. that has a little, yeah. it has a little thing. Now that's used to trap other fish, but like <laughs> it's the element of in darkness. This is this small, tiny light attracts everything to it. Yeah. Um, so it's that same thing. Yeah. Can I just say like? Yeah. Okay, like the whole community thing, like. I just wanted to like tell the story about how like I even met Nelly and how it even formed this. And so, like I heard you say earlier, how you Googled like you know hearing hearing the voice of God. Well, I had Google just like um, going through a storm. I don't know. It made me Google that, and I ended up finding the same person that she found and found this video. And um, I remember because um, I was going through a really hard time, and I remember in that season of my life praying for God to give me godly friends because everybody I, was, I hung out with didn't go to church. Like I knew I needed to have that type of community. So that was the only thing I prayed for. And so when I would watch this preacher's um, videos, she would always talk about her website and go on there and find a group of people in your city. And I would watch her videos because they were like old videos. It wasn't like they were like that year. They were probably like from five years ago. I'm like, there's no way her website it's still activated. Like, I'm like, we have apps these days, like a website. And then like one day God was like, get on that website, get on there. And so I got on there and I remember, um, I seen one for Charlotte and I'm like, it's not even active. Like nobody's doing anything on here. And I remember messaging in the group, like, is this, this group still active? And like, nobody responded. I got on the next day and that's when Nelly was like, I'm starting this group. Wow. <laughs> and I was like, can I come? And she's like, yeah. And we ended up meeting up before the group. And I remember like after that, it was like, there's so many girls was just meeting up and everything like that. And like, just like your experience, like it was amazing to see other young people really have a love for God. And like, just from just that, I wouldn't even be right here right now if that didn't happen. So a community is very important. That was good, Joe. That was good. All right, I'm gonna wrap this. Anybody got any any final word? Like uh, something they got they wanna that's pressing on their heart that they wanna share with the people. All right, there's a community episode. I think I did two. It's two. Yeah, it's part one and part two, like of the community episodes to even go even deeper in like how do I find a community? Like because we could talk about all that forever. Um, but definitely check out the community episode part one part two. Um, and just like be encouraged that God is good, God is real, and if I literally just ask Him to show itself, He will, and I'm I'm guaranteeing you that He's gonna do that. So appreciate y'all for listening. Remember to make today worth living. Peace. Hey. <laughs> Not the studio audience. <laughs>